Hello and welcome back to another exciting edition of Know How I Know. I'm Jay. James. Kathy. Christine. And we're here this week to talk about, again, among other things, our favorite dead people. <laughs> or alive people. Historical yeah, I was figures. Say, wait a minute, I don't know if all mine are dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> they might be after this. But uh, yeah, we're going to do historical figures this week. And I think I got a pretty cool list. I don't know how everybody approached their list, but I guess we'll talk about that when we get into it. But. Yeah. We'll just kind of mention what your list is based off. Yeah. Yeah. Just talk about how you approach your list. Because there's many ways to approach a, you know, a great person list. Are they just interesting? Are they game changing? Are they, I don't know, bad guys? You know, yeah. <laughs> some in some cases. Everybody knows Hitler's on your list, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my list. <laughs> so, how was everybody's week? Good. Long. Yeah, it was a long week this week. Yeah. We had... I, before I forget this story, I'm sorry to hijack the whole podcast, but we... Christine and I lay there and we talk about the dumbest shit before we fall asleep. And you guys <laughs> and your sugar thing was a topic of conversation <laughs> last, last night. night. Sugar thing? The thing the you hate? Shaker? Oh, the sugar shaker? <laughs> Most of the, <laughs> This is going to be a reoccurring thing on our <laughs> podcast because we were joking. And, and so James and I have a deal with one another that whoever dies first. The other one is obligated to give the most fucked up eulogy they can think of <laughs> at their funeral. And I was like, if James dies first, I'm, I'm gonna putting him in the sugar shaker. I'm gonna stand up there and I'm gonna say he wanted to be buried with this thing. <laughs> he loved it so much. And then when we cremate him, he's gonna be in the sugar shaker. And as we and I said, wouldn't it be funny if as Kathy was spreading him, the cap fell off. <laughs> And he just flopped out. <laughs> the last of his remains. He tried to throw it away this week. Did he? Yes. What? Because I bought no oh, sugar yeah. to try. I bought regular sugar and I bought some of that. Like raw, natural sugar or whatever? Like the grain, the but grain. it's like thick. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he put it in the in the sugar shaker, and he's like, "See, we have to throw it away now because <laughs> I'm like this big dumping it, and like nothing's coming out. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> I didn't buy it to go in the shaker. Honey. Yeah, that was kind of my fault. I should have known that shouldn't have went in there. I almost like got a screwdriver and like made the hole bigger. <laughs> <laughs> he's operating on this thing that he hates most in the world. Yeah, <laughs> that should have been on your pet peeves list. Every time he uses it, I bet he gets mad. It's 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 all of them: salt, pepper, sugar. I don't like to fight with it. You know, if you go to a restaurant and you go to use the salt or pepper, and like one flake of pepper comes out, and you're like, "Shannon, you're like, what the fuck, man? It's not that hard to buy a good shaker." (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's it. The one I have the most problem with is what's the cheese one you put on like uh oh like, like the, parmesan like or the whatever? shake cheese yeah yeah because that stuff sticks so bad you, right. sit there, you shake it and nothing's coming out nothing coming out. but just like iced tea in the south you know you you, you tilt back tilt back to and then all the ice rushes yeah. at your face <laughs> that's the way that the parmesan is for me it's like i either have no parmesan or all the parmesan <laughs> yeah way too much 
much. You're like, okay, that's the thing now. That's how I am with salad dressing. I'm like pouring it out, and I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm having a little bit of salad with my ranch. <laughs> yeah, but you're gross with your ranch because if we get down to the bottom of the ranch, he'll put water in the bottle <laughs> and mix it with the ranch. Because I like, no, you're, I, you're a monster. I like, isn't it? I like watered down dressing. I don't like. You're a monster. I don't like thick salad dressing. Then you put water on your salad, and that's the worst. It's Wet not, lettuce. Well, lettuce is 99% water, so I win. No. <laughs> You're a you monster. But it's 100% lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I just put a little bit of water in it because I don't like thick salad dressing. <laughs> <laughs> You're a monster. So you, can't, you can't change my mind about this. It's a horrible. So thing. I have the sugar shaker, and you have ranch dressing. True. Let us know how you feel about <laughs> what a monster James is. I don't want any supporting emails. I am totally gonna bury you in the sugar shaker, just mm-hmm. so you know. <laughs> We have to That's going to be in the eulogy. If he goes before me, that will be in the eulogy. His sugar canister. Maybe they could go at the same time, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put you and the sugar canister together. We'll mix your bones together. We'll be like, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible. Just get us down to Jamaica. It's the only thing I'm looking forward to right now is a trip to Jamaica. It is 299 days. Until we go to Jamaica. <laughs> Have they posted flights yet? Yes, flights are posted. Ooh, we need to start looking at that. Flights are posted. And, oh, 298 days. Oh, <laughs> there you Jamaica. go. There's your, On my vacation countdown. There's vacation <laughs> countdown update. Well, I can say that our producer, Ed, told us no more shit talk. Is <laughs> no more shit talk? Yeah. What does that mean? Poop talk. Oh. oh, he can't stand the yeah. literal poop talking. Yeah. Well, that leaves. What's Christine going to talk about? <laughs> That's Darn. all she talks about is poop. Literally. Is that right, Ed? You don't like the poop talk? Yeah, he, he said he had a tough time producing. I was eating a Cuban He's sandwich got his ears listening to the poop part. Right now. Yeah, he heard poop and he plugged like, his ears. I didn't think about that. People might be eating. I was, eat, I was eating a Cuban sandwich on the way home listening to it the other day. <laughs> Were you driving and eating at the same time? Yeah, I was driving and eating a Cuban sandwich with extra pickles. Driving, eating, and pooping. <laughs> yeah. She's efficient. No, she's nothing if not efficient. She told me a story last night. She has an, um, an employee that every time he calls her, she's going through a drive-thru. Like the last three days. The first so, day we got Cuban sandwiches together, but I was complaining about being hungry all day. And then the next day, he calls me. I'm going through a Burger King drive-thru. He's like, dang, you're hungry again? I was like, yeah, I'm freaking hungry. And then the next day, he calls me. I'm going through Checkers. He's just like, I didn't know you ate so much. I'm like, you're an asshole. You're like the Brad Pitt of the group. Yeah, always eating and always like, eating. And I swear I'm not, I don't eat usually. I don't know what it is with the like cold weather or something. I'm hungry. <laughs> You do enjoy food. I do. She gets excited. Every time I get I get the lovey eyes, if I'm over in the kitchen making something, which isn't super often, but you know, I do I do pretty occasionally. If I'm 
preparing something to smoke out on the smoker or whatever. She sits there and stares at me. <laughs> I'm like, you're just like the three-year-old. When you start making food, she starts going around kissing everybody and hugging everybody. She's all excited and everything. That's so funny. funny. That's the exact opposite of what happens in our house. As soon as we start making dinner, my son gets so mad. I can't believe you're cooking. I can't, I can't, can't we just order food? I can't, I can't believe you're going to make chicken again. Because he knows I'm going to get into it with him. And then so as soon as he's the mad the rest on, of the night. His anger kicks in. <laughs> I was like, damn it. They're going to shame me for not eating again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's terrible. Yeah, we were talking about, of course, we have a night without the kids, and we talked about the kids most of the night last night, but Jackson, he's got, like, just this routine. He walks in the door. His first question is, can I do my homework when I come back in? I want to go outside. And we're like, yeah, Jack, because right now I make him come back in at 530 because the sun's going down. Then he walks in the door. Literally, his first foot will be in the door, and it's, what's for dinner? What are we eating? And it's mostly so he can start his, like, debate of why mm-hmm. he doesn't want what we're going to have. He's like, oh, are you making chicken? Oh, what kind of chicken? Do I have to eat it? Do I have to try it? Do I ha-? And I'm like, <laughs> it's automatically it's just want to strangle And him. same answers every night. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. It's just the, it's, can I go inside? He asks four questions a night. Can I go back outside? Done. What's for dinner? Got that out of the way. Then when we make dinner, he doesn't like to eat at the table. He wants to eat over in front of his game system. So can I eat over here? That question's out of the way now. And then finally. Can I have a few more minutes on my oh, game? Can I have a few more minutes when it's time to, because he has to shut off by 730. Uh, since I had to take a shower today, can I, can I have a few more, <laughs> a few more minutes? And my homework took me 30 minutes instead of 10 minutes. So like uh, he is like a lawyer. So can I have yeah. 20 more minutes? He's negotiating for yeah. everything. I told Jack, I'm like, you know, I have an upload time at work. At 4 p.m. I have to be done. It doesn't matter what the excuse is. At 4 p.m. I have to be done. I cannot call James. Like, James, I fucked around for like a couple hours a day. Can I be? Yeah. Can I have a couple more hours to finish my route? <laughs> no, you can't. James, like I showered today, so can yeah. I send my orders? James, I took a four fifteen. Excuse me. I took an extra long poop to. Oh, I'm sorry, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Ed unplugged my microphone. I think <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, he's a mess. Thank yeah. you. Same repetition every day. It's so funny. And all the answers are the same, but he doesn't, it Every doesn't day. stop him. Every day. <laughs> I guess there's five questions too, because normally he'll call me at 520 from his watch and it'll be, can I have 10 more minutes? Can I have yep. 15 more minutes? Can I be back at 545? I'm like, no, Jack, it's <laughs> 530, 530. You have to be back here. The other day he came in and it was a little different spiel, asking the same thing, but he goes, hey, Jay, can I, uh. Can I go outside? I do have homework, but because um, his grade's been slipping a little. He's normally a straight-A student, but they, they've slipped a little. Well, he now literally now we're straight Bs now. <laughs> but it is an indicator that something is different, you know? And I said, well, do we need to go back to you doing homework before you can do anything at all? And and he's like, no, no, no. So the other day he comes in, he's like, hey, can I go back, can I go back outside and... Uh, I do have a lot of homework, but um, it's like a it's a lot, and it's going to require a lot of concentration. I mean, he went through the whole spiel, and I'm like, I said, okay, Jack, <clears throat> yes, you can go outside, but let's talk about your argument here. 
You've given every reason for me to say no, actually. <laughs> yeah, if it's going to take so much time and concentration, I think you should forget about outside today. And I should all go towards your mm-hmm. one and only job in the universe, which is school. <laughs> but anyway, he doesn't understand. Jeez, Christine. <laughs> Are you hungry? <laughs> Was that your stomach? Yes. <laughs> She's going through it. We actually have Christine on the phone. She's in a drive-thru right now. <laughs> yeah. Producer Ed has patched her in from Hardee's. Ew, Hardee's? Yeah, I know, right? She's gross. I mean, I thought of that when she said Burger King. I'm wondering what you got. Oh, I wanted a rodeo chicken. So I said, do you guys still have... I haven't gone through Burger King drive-thru and like, honestly, I don't even know the last time. So I said, do you guys still have rodeo chicken? And the guy was just quiet. And then he says, I mean, we can make one for you. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to be a pain in the ass. Just get me a, a rodeo burger if that's still a thing. Because they all have these like new menus now. That oh, I was like, like, what the hell is a rodeo I don't, burger? I don't know. I don't you know, know what a rodeo burger is. What's a rodeo chicken? It's like a Western is it a chicken barbecue though, kind of thing, right? It's like, just barbecue. It? It's a cheap burger. They used to only be 99 cents for rodeo chicken or mm-hmm. rodeo burger when they like came out with it. But it's just a burger or chicken patty, barbecue sauce, and it has onion rings on it. Uh, oh. Yeah, the onion straws and barbecue sauce, I think, is what makes them, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it was always a cheap thing. Like, right, like a 99 cent value menu. Or yeah, whatever. and then hmm. just a value drink, you know, be two bucks through the drive-thru. That's what I've always gotten when I go there. This time I got a drink, just a regular drink and a rodeo burger. It was like $5. I was like, son of a bitch, you can't even go and get a drink and a burger for two mm-hmm. bucks anymore. Yeah. I, I don't usually do fast food, so I didn't realize how freaking expensive it is now. Except three days in a row. But the guy was, yeah, the guy was still laughing when I got up to the window. He's like, you're not a pain in the ass. We could have made you the chicken. Yeah, they're just throwing. Yeah, they're just taking a chicken, chicken patty and do the same thing. The they tra- probably charge me for their $6 premium chicken patty or right. something. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, what are you going to charge me if it's just like something you made up on the fly? <laughs> Extra dollar fifty for some barbecue sauce on hmm. it or something. Because, you know, I'm cheap. <laughs> Next time you go in there, you said, do you still have the filet mignon burger? <laughs> <laughs> we can make one for you. It's just a chicken patty. Like, do you know what filet mignon is? I just got to start bringing snacks. Because now I'm getting hungry during the day. I started taking those uh, probiotics that I was talking mm-hmm. about last time. I started taking them like regularly. Mm-hmm. regularly. So I think that might be. That could be why you still have to send me the yeah, the picture. Yeah, yeah, the picture. Might be. She poops know. like a champ now, Ed. <laughs> yeah, you can't talk oh about poop. <laughs> you don't even want to know how that conversation. Poor Jay, he's, his ears are raped. <laughs> oh I always tell him the worst stuff. I'm like, you know, this is too much information. He just stopped last night, looked at me, and he's like, Oh dear God. He's like, I wrapped the bowl today. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, That's never stopped you in the past. It was a Lincoln log. I was, wasn't sure if I should chop that thing up before I flushed. Oh my God. <laughs> That wasn't the conversation. We won't go into it. It doesn't worry you telling him that stuff that he might not want to, you know, get busy. Because I don't think anything knows what happens down there. I feel like I could literally shit my pants and he would be like, just take those off. (laughs) (laughs) Can you hose off? (laughs) 
I mean, I'd want her to shower first, but <laughs> wash her ass. And then... Yeah. <laughs> what were those hand gestures, Kathy? <laughs> Nothing. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure I want to. And then this weird hand gesture. It's like, <laughs> well, you it looked know. like bowling for a second. Then it looked like. <laughs> uh, you know, he may not want to go downtown. Oh, that's never an issue. <laughs> Unless I shit my pants. I live downtown. <laughs> I know too much now. Downtown smells like shit. <laughs> Everybody knows too much. Ed passed out. Ed is dead. Yeah, Ed is, is dead. dead. He, it went from poop to sexual things with poop. We can edit the poop talk. Yeah, I might have to cut that stuff out. No, I don't cut anything out. Unless it's embarrassing about me. If I left my Lita Ford story in... I'll leave. I feel like you can leave anything in. I can leave anything in. That's the most embarrassing thing about me. So, Well, for Christine. Well, yeah, for her. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't much care. But. All right. All right. Well, should we uh, jump into a list? We know that's what all of our crazy fans tune in for. <laughs> yeah. All our top four oh, historical You know what? Fingers. I do want to throw this out, actually, a little podcast business before we... Go um, this week. Ah. We um, took the step the the step that I was procrastinating so long on. We used to only be on Apple Podcasts. So if you've li- if you've listened to this, and we know that there are some people that do, um, you could only get it on Apple Podcasts, and it was a it seemed to be a complicated thing. You had to follow the show first, and then you could listen to it. Well, we recently switched to an RSS feed. That feeds all podcast pla- podcast platforms. So Spotify, if you're listening to us on Spotify, hello. Um, make the same request we did last week if you haven't listened to the back episodes yet. Um, what about Stitcher? Is it on Stitcher? Uh, I have not done Stitcher. We should do Stitcher. I think Stitcher might be fed by that one thing I was telling you about. There's a podcast directory where they can plug into and they pull basically all podcasts but i'll check that out yeah because i didn't think about i that. like that's what i use as stitcher just because it's it's all podcasts yeah it's that and they don't do you know like spotify you can bring up music albums yeah com. this i think pretty certain stitcher is just podcasts. yeah shows and stuff yeah i've listened to stitcher before so for sure we're on spotify apple music google play or no that's their game store google podcasts whatever it's called that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If I knew which one was the applause button, I would hit that. <laughs> but uh, please don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> but when searching for Google and the other ones. True. There is something I do need to fix, but you know, know how I know is the name of the podcast. But the thing you have to search if you want to come back, if you just stumbled across this, is K H I K podcast. And I'm working on, so that's a funny thing that just when you're signing up for this stuff, you don't know until afterwards. I name the show. It shows up, know how I know everywhere for me when I look at metrics and things like that and when I go to upload it. But when I did the RSS feed address, which is a permanent address made one time, non-alterable or editable, or I put in the... I, I put K-H-I-K for Know How I Know as an abbreviation for emails and, you know, stuff like that, different web addresses. And I put K-H-I-K podcast. Well, little did I know that's what it's going to be sent out to everybody else. So 
So we'll work on fixing that if, uh, you know, we may have to delete. I mean, what what it may not be fixable. That That's actually sounds kind of cool, too, though. It almost yeah. sounds like a radio mm-hmm. call letter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't mind W-K-R-P. it. Yeah. yeah. The only way that I could see to fix it is to stop this feed altogether and start up on another feed, which we probably don't want to do. If we did want to do it, now would be the time because we only have about 50 reoccurring listeners or 100 reoccurring listeners. But or a million. Or <laughs> a billion. No. So I could see where if you got too deep into it, you wouldn't want to mess with that. But... It could also affect getting new listeners. So we'll just have to discuss that. I think we're all right. I mean. Yeah, K-H-I-K, I like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm like you. I, I think it sounds like call letters for a radio station or yeah. whatever. So it's, uh, And then it does stand for something, which if we get big enough, may not be the most politically correct title anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but anyway, so that's that. So I'll make the same request we did uh, uh, last week. And that's to email us and say hi. That's all I'm asking. Um, khikpodcast at gmail.com. And just say hi. I'd like to hear who's digesting this show. Let us know what you think. Tell us how funny or not funny we are. We're not really trying to be funny, but we think we're funny motherfuckers. So, (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, moving on. So our top four this week, uh, we decided to go with... I called it favorite dead people, but it's <laughs> in my actual show notes. It's historical figures, favorite historical figures. I approach my list from a most impactful uh, on human history kind of a uh, way to look at it. And it's an interesting thing to do. As with any list we do, you can approach it from different angles. I've, if I was making this list where if I could just have lunch with somebody and ask them anything I want to, it'd probably be a totally different list because I don't know what I would ask some of the people <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, I know their, their biography and whatnot, but so I approached it from a most impactful in human history, um, angle. Anybody want to add, did anybody take a different angle that they want to talk about or you want to <clears> wait till your turn or. I think I took a different angle cause mine was, I mean, I'm not a history buff and it was people that, I, I know who they are. I feel like their contributions were exceptional because of the time period that they lived in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I probably admire or think fondly of. James and I were talking about that yesterday. I th- think I told him uh, <coughs> we were talking about our approach for the list and whatnot. And some of the most fascinating people, and, and some of mine qualify for this, others don't. But uh, some of those fascinating people for me are the average Joes. They're just men. That's all they are, men or women. And But the extraordinary circumstance in front of them that they had to address either made them or broke them through all history, whether they're going to be a good guy, a bad guy, whatever. You know, One of the things that we talked about, I don't, I don't know if this will be on anybody's list, but I can't imagine it would. But it's like George W. Bush. Like him or hate him, he... Had nine eleven not happened on his watch, he may be like a like a like a polk figure or a, a Taft or something. He was a president, but you probably couldn't in a few years tell me when he was president or what really even happened during his presidency because he was just there. Right. But since nine eleven happened, he'll be in history books forever. Forever and for better or for worse, however 
you know, you remember him. Did he handle it well? Did he not handle it well? What, whatever your opinion is. But he, George W. Bush is, is just a man. And an ex, now he's an extraordinary figure, meaning extraordinary, in that he had this thing happen that changed the course of at least United States history, definitely world history kind of thing, you know. So those are the people that fascinate me. And right, because they they didn't have anything really to do with making them, a, you know, go down in history books. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the circumstances yeah. around them and their response fell into their lap. You know, yeah, it's 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 here. This is something you can't ignore. You're you're in this position. You're the most powerful man on the planet, and. You have to address this. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to put some people on this. <laughs> I don't want to deal with this. No, it's, it's your signature that's going to be remembered for all time on this document saying to do this. You know, and Those are the people that just really fascinate me. Yeah. Same thing you said about Trump. Same thing about Trump. Like him or not, he's never going to be forgotten. Yeah. I mean, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, he'll go down as the worst mistake ever or he'll go down as... The biggest uh, opportunity we didn't take ever or something, right. you know, that kind of thing. But either way, he's going to be talked about. Everybody's going to remember where they were, yeah. you know, when it was. You know, I could name a lot of presidents, but I couldn't tell you when they were president. Yeah. But I'll tell you, I'll be able to know when Trump was. I'll know when Bush was mm-hmm. without a doubt. Yeah. Just because of the circumstances. It's the circumstances. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Lincoln falls into that. Right. You know. Great man, but a man, you know, yeah. and holy cow, a whole country falling apart <clears throat> yeah. underneath him, you know, it's like, <laughs> but anyway, I don't want to get too far because yeah. we might start naming, you know, people's lists and whatnot, but so who wants to go first? Mm-hmm. You can I'll go. Start me. Well, you've never gone first, so Christine, we're going to start with you. Yay. Yeah. Yay. If I knew where the applause button was or the boo button was, <laughs> yeah. I would use it. <laughs> Give us a. So I would say, I guess I'll do my uh, preface of my list. So I was thinking, you know, you could do the most remember, I don't know, I guess, I don't know. I was going back and forth. Like people who made huge inventions that changed society, uh, all that sort of stuff. And I just kind of landed on. Not necessarily people I learned about in history books, but people who, after I was done with my, like, formal schooling, that I, like, took an interest in and did kind of, like, my own bit of research or just had interest in. So these are probably not on many people's lists. Maybe some. And my first one is probably going to be like, what the heck? (laughs) That's on your list. But... One of my, and, and again, I don't think I have like a, a ranking system. I don't know. Uh, my first one, though, I really love her. She's great, beautiful, I think did change things in society. Is Typhoid Mary. No, Elizabeth <laughs> Taylor. That's who I have as my first one. She played Cleopatra. Yeah. She was just a beautiful actress, I guess. is To me, that's like the timeless beauty of everything. Probably one of the closest people that ever came to royalty in the U.S., yes. right? I mean, I, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a that's she a good really pick was. for that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was reading up even a little bit on her since I was making my list, and I did not know she was actually like her parents were offered money for her hand in marriage, 
So yeah, pretty much like a modern day princess right, <laughs> if you look at it that yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Isn't it? Like, can we just marry your daughter? I mean... It was, was those lavender eyes. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, why. those beautiful eyes. She's married a bunch, but she was like seven or eight times or something like that, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. so. Yeah, she had to get them all in. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't blame her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was a, a superstar, you know? She was like one of the original. Yeah, she's kind of like yeah. beyond stardom, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It was she's crazy. Like, she was. She actually married one guy <clears throat> twice. Yeah, um, yeah. Which was, what was his name? Richard? Or? Um, I can see his face. Yeah. She did a like movie a, with him or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. was a producer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Director. Something like that. But well, yeah, that's, that's a good, good one. one. Good. Yeah. What would you ask her if you had her? I don't know. That I guess a lot about that time and how... I mean, because you look at her life. She went all the way from even that 50, 60 year span. And you look at how much everything changed, including the film industry mm-hmm. and, and all of that. Yeah. Uh, there would be all sorts of questions, but any anybody really, I guess, that lived through that whole change. You went from record players, you know, to look at what we have now, you know. There were phones and smartphones that can play music and Alexas and all that. You wonder what those people, how how their life was, how they adapted to it. or. I would ask her why she never did Cleopatra Part Two. Yeah, she. I guess why she left MGM, but I mean that's pretty wide known. She felt like they were pretty much like running her life. So, but that's a huge. I mean, she was the money maker, and for her just yeah, to be like you reach her level, that's like a, a Marilyn Monroe level, like a well, even far beyond that. But yeah, yeah. when you're the cash cow for yeah a whole studio system, and back then they would contract with studios and only do. Mm-hmm. movies for those studios under mm-hmm. contract right. so yeah. and she if was. you were <clears throat> if you were her you you might have a six movie deal and you if you're unhappy two movies in too bad you gotta yeah. make me six you gotta movies. make four more movies yep. so she was kind of punk rock in that way that she was like i feel like you're controlling my life i don't care how much you're saying you're gonna pay me i'm out of here that's yeah. crazy that's a good one yeah mm-hmm. all right i guess we'll just do our normal rotation uh, unless you want to go backwards, how about you, Kathy? Yeah, let's go yeah, backwards. You I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. They're not in any particular list or any particular order. That's fine. Any of mine in, like I said, it was really just people that I know about, and I always thought they did really cool things. So my first one would be Amelia Earhart. Oh. So just That's because. Great. The time that she lived in. Talk about punk rock. Yeah, yeah. like she had and no. No fucks for anybody. Yeah. Like she was gonna do what she wanted to do. Excuse you, Jay. <laughs> you know, she had to fight Ed, to be cut able. That out. <laughs> she had to fight to be able to get on the plane. Like they would not let her on the airfield, and she just she didn't care. She did it anyway, and she died the way that she lived, doing exactly what she wanted to do. And well, those guys told her, really "Don't cool. do it." And look what happened. Oh. <laughs> no other man at that so time could it. say that they had done what she had done. You're miserable. No, I agree. That was just kidding. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. It's a fascinating story because there's a lot of people who've thought they found the wreckage and mm-hmm. I think they've narrowed it down pretty close now to where they think she was at. And I think they found mm-hmm. some, 
some bones that they don't know recently. if they're hers. They pretty found. recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like within like the past five, six years, something like that. Right? Yeah. I remember reading that. And they think yeah. it was actually a guy that was supposed to, there was like a, a, a navigator or, I can't mm-hmm. remember what the thing was, but they don't think they were her bones, but maybe somebody who's with her or tailing like her or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I can't remember what the setup was. I read the story, but it's been a while now. But yeah. Yeah. But I mean, just the plotting, the navigation, the reading the maps, the, Mm -hmm. you know, women didn't, and we all know I'm not like a huge, oh, women's lib kind of a gal. Um, Sounds like it. But she, like, she just really. She was badass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she just didn't care. She did what she wanted, no matter what anyone thought. And I really like that. And yeah. she crossed that threshold. Most important thing that she did was she crossed that threshold where, you know, we joke about, you know, man's world and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But she crossed that threshold where she was never looked down upon. I think mm-hmm. people who were her peers were truly that, her peers. And maybe even said, you know, she's, she's a lot more badass than that. Yeah. Any of these guys are, you know, so. Once she proved her point, she was well respected. Yeah. And mm-hmm. accepted, I think, into that community. Oh, yeah. 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 That's a good one. I like that one. Mm-hmm. That's that good. Is. Never even thought thought about her, but yeah, that's a really good one. <clears throat> okay. All right. Well, mine, <clears throat> this was a tough one for me. So I just kind of thought of some, some things in the world that I enjoy and just looked him up and some of these people I know nothing about Ronald McDonald yes <laughs> I love Ronald McDonald um, so no particular order but I'm going to go with J. Harley Manners which is the guy who invented the first television show it was really? called The Queen's Messenger Huh. In 1928, it was 40 minutes long, and the reason I picked that because I love TV, <laughs> yeah. and without cool. him, TV shows wouldn't <laughs> exist. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. You know, yeah. so I just found that interesting because I was like, "Who did the first TV show?" And that was it, from what I could find. It was called The Queen's Messenger. You know, he was a Nazi, right? <laughs> <laughs> really, You're just making shit up. Yeah. Really? You're no, I'm, I'm just making that up. <laughs> and a child molester, too. He was a child oh, molesting Jesus. Nazi. <laughs> Shut up. You're terrible. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm such a big fan of television. I was like, hey, why not? Yeah. yeah. If no, it wasn't for this guy. I mean, yeah. Inventors. And who the hell's ever heard of that guy? So, right, I'm bringing about, him some recognition. If you hadn't rolled through it, uh, <laughs> then I would have been like, who the fuck's that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was about to hit my Google machine. <laughs> so, I just, I, it was just something that popped up in my head. And I was like, oh, I wonder who made the first like television What show. was his name again? J. Harley Manners. J. Harley Manners. Hmm. And it was, um, yeah, it was in, on September 11th, 1928. It was a drama and it was 40 minutes long. Sounds like a show I'd watch. I, sure. it, it, they show it. You can see the the uh, episode on um, YouTube. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it, but I saw like the headline for it, and I was going to watch it, but I was like, ah, it's probably boring. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of joking around because I love, like, I watch all, like, historical dramas and stuff like that. That's all I watch on TV, really. And I was like, and I don't um, Bridgerton really... does not qualify. No, as a although I do love it. Drama. I do love it. 
It is really good. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I don't really know much. I mean, I know, I guess, a lot of, like, kings and queens and stuff like that. It's obviously, that's what most of those shows are around. But it was crazy how hard it was to come up with an actual list. Yeah, there's a lot of people in history that I admire and stuff. But, I don't know, I just kind of was like, I started, like, just Googling stuff, you know, that was fascinating to me and yeah i was just curious about like who invented the wheel i want to know who that's who i should have looked up i always wanted to know who ate the first lobster <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> who looked at a lobster and was like that's delicious <laughs> that, that looks that great looks, yeah, i bet if we boiled that alive it would be awesome <laughs> <laughs> well the first one i'll throw out mine as you guys have said in no particular <clears> order <throat> except for my number one the but then I'll save that one for last. But I threw on here Sir Isaac Newton. <clears throat> and I was a big science buff when I went through school and stuff. And Nerd. Yeah. Nerd! <laughs> Isaac Newton is a fascinating character. And this is a guy who, through thought experiment, like Einstein did and stuff, and through, he's, he's developing a, very very simple equations to explain the most fundamental parts of the universe you know f equals ma he's the father of physics and got so far into his studies and had to stop and invent calculus in order to continue Continue, yeah and he yeah you can shake your head no because everybody hates calculus (laughs) but terrible (laughs) he invented calculus he had algebra up until a certain point, and he was super paranoid throughout all his life. So he invents calculus, hides it for like two years because he's afraid of people ripping him off. And I think the story goes, uh, it's been a while, but um, he had a buddy that he, that he showed it to, and he's like, what are you doing? You need to publish these papers. Forget people ripping you off. Publish these papers. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a guy who... Literally was in the driver's seat of our entire NASA programs. When they launch things out into space, that's how they figure it out. You know, you want to know what the gravitation of a planet is and how it's going to assist your rockets? You turn to Sir Isaac Newton. And until you get to the really big or the really small, that's where his stuff starts to break down and you need like Einstein's theories and things like that. But... So Einstein explains the supermassive. Isaac Newton explains everything that w- why we're sticking to the planet here is Sir Isaac Newton. So it's pretty he's, cool. Yeah. He's super interesting. He was um, he was trained at Cambridge. In, yeah, Didn't he, he invent a lot of stuff too? Tons of stuff. Yeah, he was he's born in 1643. He's of course uh, there's nothing around, so anything you did was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he's 84 when he died. Went to Cambridge. He's a Natural physicist, a, a philosophy uh, guy. He, um, there was something else in here I wanted to mention, but uh, you know, he was influenced by Aristotle. He was, he was, he was just huge. And one interesting thing about him, um, he was born on the day that Galileo died, I believe. Hmm. So hmm. there's this really cool little 
if you're into like numerology kind of stuff or whatever, but he was born on the same day that Galileo died, and it's it's a natural. Is that right? Or maybe it's the other way around. I'm not sure, but one of them. <laughs> one of them one. died, or just scratch all that if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure that, um, but that, that that's true. I'm, uh, I seem to remember something like that. But anyway, you know, without him, we we would have been set back a little ways. So, anytime you have to, I was, I was talking to Christine last night, and I did spill that one to her. I normally don't share them with her, but again, it's fascinating. Now he's obviously a genius. He's not just a normal guy, but. That's like saying, okay, I'm going to invent the cake. I'm going to bake a cake. And halfway through mixing this cake, I realize I have to stop, go out and invent the windmill, windmill, so that way I can have flour for that cake. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's just those guys don't stop. If I encountered a speed bump like that, I'd be like, well, this, <laughs> this cock- trip's over. This thing ain't going to work out. I don't have the right math. He's like, no, I'll figure it out. <laughs> so. Anyway, that's my first one. It's pretty cool, though. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, So I actually have uh, a philosopher and also a mathematician who he made, what is it, analytic geometry, which I think was like algebra and geometry together. And that's Rene. His name is spelled like you'd pronounce it Descartes, but I actually had to look it up. It's Descartes, I guess is how it's said. Rene Descartes. I guess just Descartes. Um, I have no idea. But he was mostly a philosopher. And the reason he was one of my favorite, I'd go back and forth between two different, I guess, pillars of belief. But his was, he believed that humans were born with like an innate knowledge, like something that was given to you by God. And there's another philosopher, which some people that have looked into it might already know who I'm talking about, but I'll bring that one up later, um, that kind of was against that belief. So I read both of them quite a bit because it's interesting to see, well, how do humans have knowledge? You, you know, we've talked about it. You know, so you have a toddler and they steal something and you can notice them be sneaky, that sort of thing when they're <clears throat> stealing a cookie from somebody. Is that something that's learned or is that something that they already knew when they were born? You know, like a right from wrong. So it's interesting that people and those people that spent all that time just kind of thinking about the the mind and how it works. And I always find that interesting. Yeah. But uh, the mathematician part, I won't go so much into that because I don't find that interesting. He could have just not made that. (laughs) And I would have been fine. Algebra is bad enough and geometry is bad enough. We don't need to be uh, mixing the two together. Yeah, those guys aren't cool. They made my high school life hell. Yeah, Yeah. fuck them. (laughs) These guys put me to sleep a lot. (laughs) Just a quick note, I did look up Galileo's death date. And yeah, Galileo died the same year that... uh, Newton was born, so it was like a natural progression through that. So. Oh, cool. Because there can be only one. There yeah, right? That's what one. it seems like. Mm-hmm. That's, That's right. creepy. And at Christmas, by the way. I think he was born on Christmas. So. Oh, so he's really Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. No, just a lot Jesus. of cool things. <laughs> That's funny. That is really cool, though, because, you know, it's there are a lot of theories out there about how there can only be a finite number of this kind of intelligence alive at one time and 
that kind of plays into it. Yeah. yeah, there's a theory about that. I can't remember what it is, but there's people who actually subscribe to that. They also subscribe to that knowledge is genetic. So mm-hmm. there's there's scientific proof, not to get too sidetracked, but like if there's a tribe on in Australia and they figure out um, the sword or a, 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 or a, a new technology for a spear, you can throw it twice as far and it's twice as deadly and 100% more accurate. It's There's a weird coincidence that over in England, that same technology is developed. So there's like a, um, in the same time period or same era or whatever. So I forget what it's called, but they there's a, there's a, a fundamental like genetic knowledge. It's called so, natural selection. <laughs> that's the guy that gets stabbed with the spear. <laughs> but I mean, it's all connected, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's some weird phenomenon that you know it is just you know we all kind of come up at the same time when you see like a Stonehenge, and then you go halfway around the world. These people obviously have never met. They've not trans. You know, traded not, ideas or anything. Yeah. They've not even been across the ocean. Right. Like their known world is actually uh, just very, very small. But they're putting up Stonehenges at the same time. You know, how do you explain that? So there, there's some kind of there's something weird there. I know who can explain it. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. That'll be my next. <laughs> oh God! All right, Kathy. Round two. Ding ding. Okay. <clears throat> So because you guys are talking about very smart people, my (laughs) next one is... A total dummy. (laughs) I'm going to try to stay in line with you. It's I'm going to give you her full name. Marie (laughs) Solomea Skadowski-Curie, which was also Madame Curie. Wow, that's on my list too. Is it really? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I always thought she was super cool, and <clears throat> because when my son was young, he was super into science, like how things work, you know, physics. Who was like she? That. I mean, what was her? She was. Um, she discovered radium. Um, she was a physicist and a chemist. She her she studied in radioactivity. She was born in like 1834, and she made several inventions. And all the scientists that she worked with would steal her inventions mm-hmm. because she was a woman. Yeah, um, really she went like she studied at the Sardone, like in Paris, and she was super super smart. Hmm. But no one ever knew until like almost the 1900s that she had made all these discoveries because the other scientists and chemists the... that she worked with would take credit for it. She would write papers and they would take it. Wow. Yeah. She'd probably um, give it to them. But she was, yeah. And she did in the beginning, yeah. she worked with them and was like, all right, I did this. I found this, I discovered this. And, but she was super, super smart. And finally, when she did pass away, like they gave her all the credit for everything that she had done. But like she was a rock star back then, and in the 1800s. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, well, she was born in 1867. She died in 1934, but okay. she was alive when she got some accolades. Apparently, it took mm-hmm. some time. Yeah, but she did win, win the Nobel Prize in Physics mm-hmm. in 1903, That's which cool. incidentally cool. beat out Einstein. Wow! Wow! In 1902, he That's developed great. his theory. So, um, I'd have to check on the. 
whatever the the but she also got a Nobel Prize in chemistry. So her two primary fields of study mm-hmm. in 1903, she was recognized in physics, which is a huge deal. I mean, obviously, yeah, but. for a woman of that time period. Yeah, and I chemistry didn't think about that. 1911, hmm. she was given the Nobel Prize. So. She has a ton. Her awards is a page yeah. is a page long. I just picked but up the But a lot prizes. of them she didn't get. I mean, she was recognized when she died, but a lot of it came. Yeah. Some of it afterwards. It does say a lot in here. There's a lot in here about basically her early years, and yeah, mm-hmm. she had like zero credit, and she boosted some giants. Yeah, like she. Yeah, and it, you just think about that to even go into the field of chemistry or physics. Yeah, that's at that time yeah. as a woman, Crazy. that's ridiculous. It's already because a lot of that was voodoo to people. Yeah, for a know? man to yeah. be a, a physicist, it was already questionable. Right, like really, what do you do? Whatever. Yeah, but for a woman to come up and do that, like that's yeah, and it's not like you know, school and stuff wasn't the same for women. They wanted to teach you in school how to essentially yeah. be a homemaker, even if you went to a college, you know. Yeah. It was college for women. It was like the dumbed-down version. So this is an interesting thing. You know, she did discover a lot of new elements. And the way she did that is she was the first. She's the first to hypothesize that radiation was not an mm-hmm. outcome of an interaction of molecules, but must come from the atom itself leading her to her her her, her, her path, the hypothesis was an important step in disproving the assumption that atoms were indivisible which is all particle physics mm-hmm. is today so she is basically the mother of modern day particle <laughs> physics yeah cuz like yeah. radioactivity that was the field that she studied mhm hmm. yeah radiation exposure she yeah. was she was big into x-rays you know how often do you, we still use X-rays today. Yeah, you know, pretty cool. She didn't invent it, but she furthered it. So, yeah, interesting, cool woman. There's a ton of women like that in history, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, there's a whole movie made about that. The the black women that worked for NASA. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah. basically planned the whole damn thing. But <laughs> white men got all the credit. Mm-hmm. It says that's the way it should be. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> All right, round two for you, James. All right. Well, I guess I'm gonna stick with brilliant people, and I'm gonna I made, go with. I made the list. <laughs> I'm gonna go with um, Willis Carrier. He's the inventor and the father of modern air conditioning. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are a few of his favorite <laughs> things. Well, I, I was thinking. I mean. This is stuff I I wouldn't want to be alive <laughs> if I didn't have television shows For or real? AC. <laughs> that's are... why people died at 18 years old back then because they're like, "Fuck, it's hot! I There's just want to no die." Netflix. <laughs> they're like, "Not only did they die, they wanted to die." <laughs> so I mean, but I mean, the invention of AC was a huge deal because it it also made other things happen, like um, because of ACs. Movie theaters became popular. Then movie studios started making big movies because people wanted to go to the movie theaters where before nobody wanted to do that. You know, and everything since then, malls, airlines, you know, without AC, none of that would be here right now. 
because it just wouldn't make any sense, you know. Yeah. Why would you go sit in a hundred degree movie theater? You know, you just wouldn't do it with a bunch of people. No so. one would be moving to Florida right now. <laughs> right. When was AC Definitely. invented? It was in 1902, and yeah, I guess he created like the first usable AC. Any balanced humidity and you know the coolness in the air and. I guess other people did create similar things, but he was able to master it, I guess. Now, did he just do, like, air conditioning? Or was that more for, like, refrigeration for houses? Because I know it's when refrigerators started to show up in houses and stuff, Yeah, too, I think right? it just, it was it was kind of all tied in. Yeah. You yeah. know? So just um, refrigeration. His name is still, the like, the largest air conditioning. Right. Yeah. Carrier is, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Big name, yeah. And, I mean, computers, you know. Yeah, cooling systems. Cooling systems. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... it's yeah. He didn't create all that, obviously, but that helped. That's possible with... It's possible. Because yeah. I know that, like, uh, superconductivity, you know, into the scientific right. stuff is only possible at extremely right. cold temperatures. Yeah, so... So, an AC, to me, is extremely important yeah i bet that you would have invented it if this guy oh yeah because you would have been like i'm so 1901, hot i would have beat <laughs> willis carrier, carrier this chump carrier yeah. to the punch so i don't know pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. that's funny i love i love how you approached your life <laughs> yeah. these are the things that He's i personally <laughs> it really has me wondering what the other two are yeah. it's like, oh, let's see here uh, who invented the cigarette really <laughs> <laughs> who invented the the, the marlboro thong? man yeah. <laughs> who is the marlboro man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who invented victoria's secret <laughs> victoria duh <laughs> All right, so my round two, I'm going to go from geniuses to true punk rockers and rock stars. I will say that I'm not the biggest fan of this guy being a Catholic myself, but you got to respect the balls on this guy. And that's Martin Luther. Jay likes balls. (laughs) No, I don't. Martin Luther. Uh, I don't even know where to start with this guy. Um... I'm not a big fan of schisms and all that other stuff, and I am a religion major, you know, for anybody who doesn't know that. But, uh, Did you say jisms? <laughs> jisms major. He's talking about balls and jisms. But Martin Luther, man, <laughs> my first bullet point is the balls on this guy. I'm trying to keep it on track. I'm trying to keep it on track. You Everybody's never said so balls, damn it. Uh, He's balls deep in it. Ed, hey. Sorry, Add I'm balls sorry. to the poop list. <laughs> Add balls to the poop list. We need to... No. no, seriously, the balls on this guy. The entire era... You are children. You're children. <laughs> <laughs> you started you're about it. To burst. Did he nail his if balls to the front of the church? No. <laughs> <laughs> I work with children. <laughs> the entire era that he lived in is named for what he did. It's the Reformation era. And when you have... Are you okay, Kathy? <laughs> <laughs> you... <laughs> We're... Do we need to take a break? <laughs> She's peeing. <laughs> I just looked over. She's like holding her face like she's holding it together. <laughs> Trying to get it together. All I said was balls. 
<laughs> but then when you were going into an entire era named after him, like I'm here it's and the I balls know era. she's like balls to the wall. All I can think of are these giant balls. <laughs> he had a big set. Oh my God. He's famous for having a big set of balls. Okay, okay, I'm better. So the era that he lived in was called the balls era. It's <laughs> <laughs> very ballsy of him. Okay, we're recording again. That's an edit point. Um, we're back after a short pause. Apparently all that balls talk, Ed passed out. <laughs> he flat out fell down, so we had to revive him. He's back, and we're rolling again. So I don't know exactly where we were at, but uh, if I pull up my notes, uh, we were on my number two, who was uh, Martin Luther. And, yeah, he, he, um, he was in 1483... Born in 1483, obviously he was a monk or a uh, priest. Uh, he was a friar priest is his uh, uh, actual title, but he um, obviously famous for nailing the 95 thesis on the uh, cathedral door, and he had a lot of problems with what was going on, and there were a lot of problems during that time, but uh, just a guy who, even though I don't totally agree you know, personally with everything that came from what he did you know he's the reason we have so many different types of christianity and stuff out there because because it it enabled people just to break out on their own and you may be a big fan of that and, and good on you if you are but um i think that he started a movement that was hijacked by people like calvin and stuff like that but yeah i mean this guy just just somebody who was doing his thing in his time, saw things wrong, and decided to do something about it, and left a huge mark on history. So he's my number two for that reason. Just a, like I said in the beginning, just normal people who do extraordinary things, whether you agree with them or not. That's uh, So he made the list for that reason. So, that was a good pick. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> that is mm-hmm. punk rock, especially for that time. He's definitely punk rock, yeah. <laughs> so what are you having against Martin Luther King Jr.? <laughs> he slept a lot, dreamt a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Okay, Christine, round three. Ding, ding. Yep, round three. Uh, so my other one, which again is not in any order, this is another actress. <laughs> okay. This one is uh, one I share a birthday with, so I guess that's what I originally... I used to be really into, like, astrology and things like that, and she was kind of like a psychopath. So I was like, am I going to be a psychopath? Uh, But anyway, it was Vivian Lee, who was uh, Scarlett O'Hara. And I think I originally got kind of obsessed with her or her beauty or just fascinated by her. I went to a little, like pub in St. Augustine and it is totally you know like gone with the wind themed so they have pictures and everything of her up and she's just of course breathtakingly beautiful but uh yeah she was a little I guess tormented I don't think they had the proper medications Mm -hmm. or treatments or anything for her time I agree with that yeah she was in gone with the wind right Mm mm-hmm Yep, Streetcar Named Desire. Yeah. And she had a lot of scandals around her, too, just like Elizabeth Taylor, as any famous, beautiful woman would have. Yeah, she was hmm. very pretty. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture now. Yeah. That classic. Yeah. Beauty. Beauty. Yeah. 
Yeah, very, very. Yeah, she had that says that Elizabeth Taylor classic beauty look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kathy? I'm going to keep your theme, and I will do a beautiful actress, too. <laughs> there we go. Mm. Um, Hedy Lamar was a beautiful, beautiful actress um, <clears throat> who invented... The technology that makes James's life so exciting because she wasn't only just an actress and was in a gazillion movies. She was married to a scientist and she invented the technology of jumping radio waves, which created Wi-Fi, GPS, and Bluetooth. Wow. Wow. Yeah. When, when did she live? Um... You know, I didn't write that down. <laughs> this century, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And then, like, she was born in the early 1900s. Did she get credit for her invention? or did She her did. Oh. She did get credit for her invention. And she, I mean, she was a brunette. She had those dark brown eyes. Like, she was a beautiful actress. But she also had this whole other life. She had the smarts behind it, too. Yeah, I mean, jumping radio waves. Who would ever think about that but that technology is what enabled us to do exactly what we're doing right now yeah like we would not be able to sit here and do the podcast or watch netflix without (laughs) yeah if you're listening to this podcast while traveling down the road and streaming it you got her to thank for i I will i will tell you when she was she was born uh november 9th 1914 and she died in wow. 2000. Oh, so she was, she was born in Austria. Yeah. Hmm. But she was, you know, stunning. She was in a bunch of movies. and You know, for science, but, that period of time, that, that 19, we've said mm-hmm. 1902, 1903 to 1911, 1914, right in that era, it's right when, like, Einstein was doing his stuff, mm-hmm. um, was a critical time in science and stuff like that. I mean, everything yeah. we enjoy today. Right. was invented then, but including it's so, AC. It's so cool because she did what she loved, which was making movies, but she also had this whole other side. I mean, our IQ was 160. Wow. So, in Kind of like me. Yes, just like you do. That's 10 points <laughs> lower than mine. <laughs> twins. <No. laughs> oh, sure. I cannot wait to hear number three from James. <laughs> well, my next three aren't necessarily... You know, well, we're gonna skip you then. Why you come yeah. up with something good? <laughs> so I'm gonna go with uh, my number three will be Charles Darwin. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of his philosophies and you know the whole natural selection, like you were talking earlier. That he kind of explains that too, how people in different places on Earth could be creating the same things and it you know for him you know his idea was that it it's it's genetics it's hereditary hereditary and you know so do you believe in evolution versus creation yes hmm. it's just a question yeah i mean that's I, that's kind of why i like him you know i just kind of agree with a lot of his okay philosophies yeah, you can't really argue with it i mean I don't believe creationism can be can conflict with religion. I mean, that's the way I see it, unless you're a solo scriptura. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, once again, he's another one. Anytime you have an era named after you, yeah, uh, Darwinism, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah is an absolutely. entire field of study, and you know, it, what, the Galapagos Island is that where he went to that that really proved and supported a lot of his, yeah, yeah. And like especially with like traits, you know, mm-hmm. because as as humans evolved, you know, traits evolved as well, mm-hmm. and you know, along with those traits came knowledge and you know learning things as we progressed as people you know so it's really it's it's kind of like when you know about what he did it's kind of simple when you think about it and it's like wow it's it just took this extraordinary guy to really think about it think about it put it on paper Mm -hmm. and and put names to it and stuff like that he all he did was really observe that okay here's this island that birds don't migrate to or from or turtles don't migrate to or from, or whatever, and they have these traits that are specific to living on this island, and that's that kicks off a whole field of study. It's like, yeah, yeah, of course that makes sense. You 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 evolve. It's survival of the fittest. If you don't have the traits necessary to survive there, you die. Right. Period. Yeah. And that trait is gone. It erases from the gene pool, and it's almost necessary for any living organism that through time that's why the dinosaurs aren't here they right. can't handle certain things you know? right they yeah. wouldn't be able to live today oxygen levels are totally different today than they were back then you know there were giant centipedes that size of your house back <laughs> then and it's because the oxygen levels were so high in the atmosphere and so everyone has to adapt yeah. you have to adapt to survive yeah. and yeah. so that's that's my number three that's a good one mm-hmm. i like that one and if i had thought of him he probably would have made my list actually i didn't yeah. think of him though yeah um, my number three should be no surprise. I've mentioned him a couple times is Albert Einstein. I find him endlessly fascinating. I've listened and read several biographies on him. Um, there's one that's like a four book series on him. That's basically every moment of his life that can be tracked from his birth and about his parents all the way to his death. There's nothing not interesting about this man, yeah. even the circumstances surrounding his death. He, he, he died, but, I mean, there was somebody, the guy who did the autopsy on him, sliced up his brain and sold his brain to people and stuff like that. There's pieces of Einstein's brain out there that we, we have not assembled again. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just everything about, because this guy, I mean, naturally, he's like, I want to get a look at this brain. What made this guy tick? How is this guy so far beyond and the most fascinating thing about him is, you know, the, there's a rumor out there that he was bad at math. He wasn't bad at math. He just wasn't a mathematician by trade. He and his wife were a powerhouse together, his first wife. He would do thought experiments. Literally, his special theory of relativity was he was sitting in a patent office and the, the story goes that he witnessed a painter fall off a ladder and he started thinking about gravity. That's not what happened. But he, he was observing a building being painted across the street and he was thinking about gravity and just with thought experience, uh, experiments, he thought about, if I was a beam of light, how would I travel? He would think about stuff like that. And he was right. He was right. And he'd hand these things off to his wife or other mathematicians and say, he was so smart, he would say, this is the way it should work. Give it to other people in the, that field of study and say, hey, prove that for me. 
And he actually didn't get his, uh, he got a Nobel Prize, but it was in optics, um, not in physics. Hmm. And he, um, it was many years later because he needed a, to prove his theories of the gravitational wells that large bodies create in the fabric of space-time, what we call special relativity. He has special relativity and general relativity. We needed a um, full eclipse to happen. And his theory was that the sun is big enough. It creates this gravitational well. There are stars behind the sun that you should be able to see because the sun's gravitational pull would bend the light around it. So the sun's here, the stars here. It, it, this light that would normally travel this direction would actually curve and hit our eye. So we should be able to see things behind the sun, essentially. And you need a, you can't look at the sun, obviously. So the people who were trying to prove this for him uh, went to Russia uh, years after, uh, within like four or five years after Einstein said this is the way it should be. And World War II breaks out. (laughs) (laughs) And they're unable. All their gear was confiscated. They couldn't. So they missed that eclipse. And they had to wait. Um, I want to say it was like twelve years or something like that. I don't, what I don't, a fucking blow! Man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> terrible. That guy was devastated. But the same guy went back out, and I want to say it was in the southern hemisphere, uh, maybe Australia or something like that. And he ends up. Oh, oh, by the way, interesting story about that. Rained the entire time, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm going to miss it again. I'm going to miss it again. Are you kidding me? This is my ch- this is my shot." You know. Right. And the day that the eclipse happened, it cleared up. He was able to get the photos, got a picture of a star that was located behind the sun at the time of the eclipse, and Einstein was 100% proven. Who would ever stop and think, though, that light travels at that time? Right, exactly. And be like, it just shines. That's how it is. Yeah. Like, who would ever think that it, it actually... It just is. Exactly. Because you know? that's what everybody thought. It just is. One of the funniest things about Einstein, and I don't want to drag this out. We're at, you know a little over an hour now. But he introduced certain things in his equations that were wrong. And he called his greatest mess up. He Back then, everybody thought... Space had to be, they call it the ether. It was almost like a like a gel almost, you know, that you, it's not real gel, but um, that things have to permeate through other things. So like sound travels because of air, you know, it vibrates the air and it travels from my mouth to your, to your ears. And so he had to. I was waiting for that. Put in this, uh, what they called the cosmological constant to make his equations work. That's why it's called special theory, because there's something in there that isn't proven. And then later on, he pulled that out, made them work, and it's now the general theory of relativity, and he called it the greatest blunder he'd ever had, was hmm. was hmm. plugging in something he kind of knew wasn't. But he just did it to make his math work. So, super interesting guy. I mean, if yeah. you're... Um, and a total pacifist, didn't believe in war, <clears throat> totally against bombs and stuff like that. I mean, but... He's also one of the fathers of... Yeah, because it keeps know. him from proving his theories. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> e equals MC squared is why a hydrogen bomb works. You know, I mean, it's 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 so simple, but so complicated at the same time. But anyway, I'll get off that. He, um, <laughs> he's a super cool dude, obviously. It's just crazy, like, people of those time periods, because they had nothing. They're going from nothing in... 
you know, people today are still advancing because of things they did, you yeah. know. Yeah, but think about all those people. There was no television. There was no malls. There was no any of those yeah. things. So what did the smart matters. people have to do? They read and they dreamed shit up. Basically, yeah. they just they developed Thought. their theories. They mapped it out because they didn't have all these other things taking their attention. Where now, you know, I don't think Emily anything be... will ever be invented ever again. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like From think this about day on. that. I mean, Emily could be the uh, she could have a one seventy IQ, but. You would never know. You would it. never know it because we have all these other things that take everyone's time. You can pick up where Einstein left off. One of his greatest failures that he believed was he wanted to unify all the theories under a simple theory. Um, you know, he came up with general relativity, special relativity, the photoelectric effect, which he won the mm-hmm. um, the uh, not Pulitzer but um, Nobel Nobel, Nobel Prize. Prize for uh, the Bose Einstein stuff has to do with. Um, you know, black holes, field equations. The reason we know how powerful a black hole is because Einstein maps that out. The, the field equations that he came up with, mass equals gravity. And um, he really picked up where my first person, Sir Isaac Newton, his stuff only works up to a certain point. But when you start getting to where physics breaks down, like at the black hole, you need special and general relativity to explain that. And then... I could go on and on and on about Einstein, and it would be a, a long, long podcast. But one of the coolest things about him uh, that that he hated most was his theories gave birth to quantum mechanics, which is what we use today. We're building computers using that stuff, and he hated quantum ma- mechanics. Hmm. He hated it. So he was coming up with a or string theory, maybe not quantum mechanics, but string theory he didn't like, and. He was trying to, to his dying day, come up with a unified field theory that explains basically the entire universe. And always felt he was close, but never crossed that. So he, he at least believed that is out there. So, Emily, with your 170 <laughs> IQ, get on it. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> anyway. All right. So on to my last one. Your last one. Which is, so I kind of had two actresses, so I have two philosophers on there too. (laughs) So I have uh, John Locke, who his belief... From Lost? No. (laughs) Is there a John Locke in Lost? Yes. Oh, no. This is a philosopher, so he was dead. (laughs) He was dead before that came about. Although he might have been His life is lost. Yeah. And uh, he he did a lot of thinking of like politics, things like that. He was a, I would say, maybe even like the father of being a libertarian. But he had the belief of humans acquiring knowledge through their experiences. So obviously, it went right up against what his uh, what Renee was saying as far as being born with a certain amount of knowledge. He believed that humans acquired it over time from experiences. So. It was interesting to read. Yeah. Kind of a genetic thing we were talking about earlier, too. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could go, yeah, hand in hand with that. And um, I'm going to have to look up what that's called because it is an interesting theory. Yeah. The the knowledge. I forget what it's called. I, I mean, I think it's called an experience theory or something like that. It's mm-hmm. along those lines. But, yeah, it is. It Been is. there, done that theory. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, as you learn things, I mean, those are things that pa- are passed down through generations. So it may not even be genetically, but, you know, you look at, you know, American Indians and creating a spear. Well, that's something you would teach and over time would get better and better, you know, as the generations went on. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I believe kind of in both. There's a certain amount of knowledge that I think you're born with and there's a certain amount of knowledge that you can only learn through experiences. So. Yeah, there's definitely a certain amount of things you're born with because there's the age old philosophical and uh, religious question is, are humans um, at their core uh, philosophically or not philosophically? Are we are we innately? Yeah, innately good. Are we innately neutral or are we innately bad? You know, obviously experiences, you know, bring you up if you're beat as a kid, but. There's a lot of things that, you know, even babies know that stealing is bad. They feel shame. And that is something that's innately programmed in our genetics. If, if, a, if a child being observed steals from another child, they, they hide it. And that tells you that they're ashamed of it. They know it's wrong. Because if, you, if, if we didn't know that, you know, why would you have to hide it? And then it becomes, you know, survival of the more powerful kind of thing. And which we experience as humans too, you know, I mean, there's a lot of conquerors and stuff that went through that, but we could talk about whether they were in their right mind, you know, on a case by case basis, but there's a lot of crazy fuckers. But yeah, I mean, I believe that humans just are innately good. You know, we, we try not to hurt each other. We know it's bad to hurt each other, you know, things like that. Same time. We're also the, only species that goes to war, yeah. you know, but we put rules around war, you know, so it's just, there is something. We don't know what it is. You can call it God, you know, Darwinism. You can call it Darwinism. You know, does your species continue if you're bad to one another? No. So the ones that are bad to one another get killed off, you know, or whatever, but you know, who knows, but there is definitely something to that. Mm-hmm. And it is a big philosophical question. So. Round four. Round four? Kathy. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So, Robbie and I disagree on my number four. This is someone that he likes to hate on. <laughs> mm. But I think he does it just because of me. Um, <laughs> so, is Madeline Albright? <laughs> right? Um, so, Madeline Albright was the first female Secretary of State. Appointed under Bill Clinton in '97, mm-hmm. um, she was a ambassador, um, U.S. ambassador to the UN. She worked on the National Security Council, um, and she wasn't even born in the United States. She um, came to the U.S. when she was 11 from Czechoslovakia, where her parents had actually her family had fled from the Nazis. And she didn't even know she was Jewish till she was almost 20 years old. They had hid behind being Catholic when they came over. And no one in her family would say that they were actually Jewish until she was almost in her 20s. So I always thought she was just kind of cool. Like, now, are there some skeletons in that closet with the whole NATO thing and stuff like that? Yes, of course there is. All politicians but yeah, have that. I just, yeah. I don't know. When I, I, re- I remember her from when I was little. I, and I always thought it was so cool that 
here was this woman in this suit and she looked very much like my mother and she was so powerful and she had this respect and she fought for other nations that were underprivileged and people that were being held down or oppressed and I just remember from being a kid that I always thought she was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, first political first, especially or for us, you know. Yeah. That's always cool. You know, yeah, and I mean, I grew up in a household where there were no politics. We were not allowed to watch politics. We didn't know what Republicans and Democrats and stuff like that were. But I can remember her and remember it being okay for some reason that I liked her. Yeah, mm-hmm. gender issues and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was just... It definitely yeah. advances that. Yeah. Yeah, Why exactly. she bake a pie? Why not Margaret Thatcher? <laughs> <laughs> Margaret Thatcher's a good one too. Yeah. She would be my an honorable mention for me. Yeah. <clears throat> well, my number one is the granddaddy of them all. <laughs> oh, geez. The Don't granddaddy be. of them all. Mine is Jesus. Yeah? Yeah. Really? Did you really put Jesus? I yeah. was gonna put Jesus. Wow. And uh, Is that Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> the guy that roofed your no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, that was terrible. No, I mean, I didn't pick it for any religious reason because I'm not religious, but Jesus is huge. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's pretty big. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I someone say the biggest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't think of a, a bigger historical figure. Um, I got one. Regardless of what you believe or don't believe, you know. He's a star of the best-selling book of all time. Exactly. Yeah. I mean... Um, and that transcends all over the globe. Everybody right. knows who Jesus is. Exactly. That was so, a good one. Yep. Um, so that's why I picked him. Not for any specific reason. Not because, you know, I love Jesus. It's just... Well, obviously, if Jesus is who he said he was... Yeah. How does has he not top on everybody's list? You know, right? <laughs> but even if it, he isn't who everyone thinks he is, he still yeah. is Jesus. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I was talking to Christine last night, and uh, we were talking about does Jesus make the list? And I and I left him off just because I wanted to put four. There's obviously Jesus is number one for me, but um, yeah, <laughs> raise your hands. Um, when I was talking about if you could have somebody for an hour or two for lunch and you can ask them any mm-hmm. question and they got to answer you. I was like, I don't know if I'd pick Jesus. I would actually probably pick one of his disciples because I want to say how freaking blown was your mind when you saw miracles yeah. and this guy's like showing you who he is, you know, and I'd want to know, Holy cow. Obviously they had, they were men of faith and uh, they'd be interesting to talk to. And if he isn't who he said he was, if he's just a historical figure that um, lots of uh, you know traditional stories were told around, I'd still want to talk to the people, his followers. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, man. Because no matter who he was, there? even if he was just a regular human being, he has, you know, he polarized the world. And mm-hmm. his, the perception of him in his works, human or not human, is really what matters. It's what you believe. Yeah. And if he and if he wasn't who he supposed to be, I would love to know who created what he became. That would have to be hundreds of years of oral tradition 
essentially mm-hmm. you would have to it would just morph and morph and yeah morph. May, maybe originally it was bob you know and it morphed <laughs> yeah. in, but i really would like to know who started that you know what i mean if indeed he wasn't yeah. who he said he was yeah when Jay and I first started dating, we would play a game, like just ask each other questions. Like we'd just think of questions and ask each other. And one of his questions for me was like this whole thing we're doing. If you had like an hour with somebody and you could sit down like anybody in history, anybody at all. And um, I forget who you said. If you said Abraham Lincoln, I don't know who you said. Who? I don't recall who but I said either. It was anyway. probably something just to get you in the sack. <laughs> I think we were on the phone, and <laughs> I, I said, <laughs> "I said Jesus," and he was just like silent for a few minutes. Yeah. I was like, uh, "Is that okay?" <laughs> and he's like, "No, I just didn't think about that. Like, I <laughs> yeah. just didn't." It did blow think. my mind. I'm like, God yeah. dang it! Yeah, he was like Jesus. Spent half my life pursuing religion and <laughs> getting degrees in religion, and I didn't think of Jesus. Yeah. That's crazy. And even last yeah. night when we were talking about it, every time he'd ask me, I would just say, Jesus. And he's like, no. Just, I'm like, what no, about I, some I was besides like, Jesus? I was like, Chris Rock. I was like, I wouldn't talk to Jesus. He owes me five bucks. <laughs> so he dropped the end bomb when he said it. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's a great one. Yeah, that's that is. One. That is. And definitely a Really, a that turn, would be my number it. one. I mean, because like you said. How do you not, whether he was who he is, said right. he was, or is in the books, I mean, yeah. to ask him, to talk to him. I'd be like, be... The, the problem is, he wouldn't be able to explain to me, he wouldn't be able to explain to me, bless you, Kathy. Thank you. Jesus bless you. Thank you. <laughs> he wouldn't be explain. he wouldn't be able to answer my questions. I mean, because I'd be asking the greatest mysteries in the universe, you know, how are you both fully man and fully God? Explain the Trinity to me. God How or God's son? Hmm? Oh, God. Here Do you go. believe that Jesus is God or God's son? It depends on what religion you are. But in Christi- <laughs> I'm not in, any religion. You in, know that. <laughs> in any Christianity, yeah. he is both fully man. That There are three individual persons in one being of God. Mm. So the Father and the Son, there is no <laughs> distinction. And the Holy Spirit is a product of the love between the Father and the Son. <laughs> Show me your piece of paper that <laughs> the Trinity is sacrilege. <clears throat> oh, the way you brought up. Yeah, the way I was brought up is absolutely But like, in any you don't Christianity talk about that. In any Christianity, if you if you don't believe in the Trinity, you're not Christian. Mm-hmm. Period. It's so funny. So sinner. Yeah, sinner. <laughs> There's something I can do. Um, did Go you knock notice? on people's doors. <gasps> and it is and it is in the Bible. So. Um, it's interesting that like Da Vinci did not make anyone's list. Yeah, that or I, I actually, I actually like, had Da Vinci on my list initially, but again, those are for me are like givens, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's why I went with the AC in the. Team. I think your list kind of wins. Yeah, yeah that's kind of good. I still have my top <laughs> person. Really good. I still have my top person. The I, only person to ever beat Jesus in a fight, actually. Did I? God? <laughs> no. The only person. That would be God. <laughs> okay. I forgot you hadn't gone yet. And yeah, you have to go. Right. Yeah. What's your last I'm one? Close it out. What? what oh, never mind. The only guy to ever beat Jesus in a fist fight, uh, my number one is Alexander the Great. Mm. Uh, I just, I it was all I could do not to fill my list with all those ancient 
conquerors Mm -hmm. because they are endlessly fascinating. Flawed, flawed people. But this is a guy born in 356 BC, died at 32, was king at 20, at the made king at the site of his father's assassination, conquered the known world by like 25. Um, just reading a few of his titles, uh, he's, you know, the Pharaoh of Egypt, the King of Persia, the Lord of Asia. I mean, these are some lofty titles that nobody else has ever held. He's, and then for it to all fall apart so quickly after his death, um, yeah. This guy just is crazy. I mean, he's, he becomes king at 20, and by 20 and two minutes, he's marching armies. And one of the things that if I could pick one thing to do, if I could contribute, something that's always just fascinated me is I, we, we have an idea of how those battles went, but we don't know. You know, a lot, a lot of it's philosophical writings and works of fiction like drawing the, the Iliad, the you know, mm-hmm. for example, telling us how things worked and who people were. But we don't truly know. But uh, yeah, somebody like Genghis Khan or something like that, we have a little more mm-hmm. modern stuff, but um, who is also fascinating. Yeah. yeah. But Alexander the Great, <clears throat> I'd want to be in a hot air balloon, like over, <laughs> over the battle, because I'd love to see exactly what he did, because he was a military genius, just thought outside the box. And those battles were probably super, super vicious and probably, I don't even know how the human mind could process the amount of, you know, of how they went down without being traumatized, obviously. But but also how long they were. Because it mm-hmm. was not like you go in and blow shit up and then you leave. It's not it's, like the movies, yeah. It's, we're... We are killing you for yeah. 10, 20, 30 days. Yeah, there's a yeah. siege in between. Yeah. We're killing Assault. you, and at the same time, we're starving you. And at the same time, we're mm-hmm. psychologically demolishing you. you know, it's yeah. like, it's, uh, but his use of, obviously, cavalry and stuff like that was his thing. He had uh, very unique ways of, of doing things. And I would love to see the actual, actual things. But yeah, and then dies at 32. Just gone. Yeah, which was like middle that's, age. That's like yeah. old age. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, he's a grandpa. Right? He's yep. a grandpa. <laughs> but anyway, so that's my number one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a really one. good one. The only thing I was surprised about is you didn't bring up some of his greatest accomplishments. What? Which were the size of his balls. <laughs> he had huge. He had huge balls. <laughs> Macedonian balls. <laughs> uh, no comment. They called, not him, even gonna they called him his Massastones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Other, uh, just real quickly, if we could just go around and read our, if you have any honorable mentions, I have, uh, if I was actually going to sit down with somebody, Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney slash John Lennon, you could interchange those two, but Paul McCartney, I'd love to have for a few minutes if I could get him to tell me straight, <laughs> you know, um, George Washington would be a fun talk to him, like, you know, you're, you're being asked to be a king, you know, you know, what's that like? Uh, Neil Armstrong, I'd love to talk mm. to. And, uh. I mean, talk about crazy and balls and everything else. They had a separate suit just for his balls. <laughs> and one cool thing, you guys talked all about actresses and stuff. This guy, I'd love to pick his brain for days. 
Norman Lear. Hmm. First person to put black people with real black problems on television. I'm talking like uh, the Jeffersons. Wow. All in the family. Racist shows. He wrote that guy to be racist. You know, he... Um, uh, what was the what was the one with the working family uh, the dynamite guy? Oh, that was his. Well, one day at a time. It, no, 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 that was. What, no, what, what's happening? Yeah, what was the name of that show? I, can, I, I love that. I show. can with JJ, I, and yeah. I can see the set. But it, that's a real black family with like the father would come home and and had got not gotten a promotion because the white guy got right. it. You know, real black problems. This is a white good times. Jewish good times. This is a Jewish white man who, by the way, I heard an interview with him, completely lied his way into the industry. He wrote a couple jokes for a comedian, called the comedian's assistant, found out where he's at through a series of lies, and went to him, gave him the jokes. The guy called him up and said, hey, I'm developing some TV shows. Are you a TV writer? And he said, absolutely, I'm a TV writer. <laughs> and he had to go to the library and learn how to write script work and stuff like that. And those are some of the greatest shows. <laughs> some of the great. He owned the seventies and eighties, and Such brought. You can't watch them now, though. Yeah, brought <laughs> real, real, true racial issues to the television screen, and racists, racist white men sat there and enjoyed those shows, mm-hmm. and didn't even know that they were being educated. Right. What's the show that we started yeah. watching with Robbie, where he adopts it to his housekeepers, two black kids. He's a trillionaire. Different Strokes? Yes. We started yeah, watching yeah. Different Strokes mm-hmm. recently with Rob. What you talking about, Willis? And he's like, you can't say that. You can't say that. You can't say that. <laughs> We're like, they can say it. This is from when we grew up. Yeah. You know, it's this funny. Is it's old a, yeah, show. the stuff that they said. A lot of it was insensitive and, mm-hmm. you know, unaccepted, unacceptable now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was unacceptable then as well but because of the time we're in it was accepted but yeah you know yeah this guy he he just he did so much to further uh black lives matters types of causes that's what we call it today but that was very much around when he was and it was worse you know whether you want to admit it or not it was much worse back then for them um but Anyway, those are my honorable mentions. Anybody else got any honorable mentions? I mean, I don't. It's it's fascinating, I guess, the different lists because also none of us really had uh, like any artists, you know, any musicians. Like you got like Mozart or well, Bach. Or, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, well, that's the thing with historical figures. I mean, it's endless. Yeah. You know, because you can go all the way as, back. <laughs> well, you can go all the way back, or as as recently as. Say Donald Trump, you yeah. know. I mean, it's yeah. there's a million people. I do have a <clears throat> honorable mention. This one almost beat out Jesus, actually. <laughs> it's Philio Fansworth, Farnsworth. Sounds like somebody from Willy Wonka, <laughs> but his name was Philio Farnsworth. In 1927, he invented the first electric television. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Farnsworth. Yeah. Even though it was probably your wife's invention that you took credit for. That's I right. think that's something we've learned today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so. fantastic. So basically, between my Wi-Fi, Hedy Lamar, and all of your people, it's the modern home. Absolutely. <laughs> Pretty much. 
with Jesus. Praise with Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you bitches later. Later, bitches. Whoa.